Joey. Hi, Mike Lawson. And hello to everyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week, we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. Should we do the whole episode as ASMR? Oh, I know. Wouldn't that be great? Wait, hold on. I'll, I'll, I literally, the OCD, will be, that's what we do every single week without fail. We we'll never miss a week. Okay. That would be so funny. If I, wait, hold on. Let me, t- let me get, get rid of this. Um, let me get rid of my like uh what do you call that that thing so you don't pop your peas into it that pop screen pop filter yeah <laughs> oh let me take the the, the, the thing off too hi Mike Lawson what's what's going on in San Francisco Mike Lawson the Bay Area nothing I think I'm gonna do this um intermittent fasting do you know this yes I've done it. Oh, I'm so sad that I made that joke. I think this is really awful joke. Can you cut it out? What joke? I'm hanging up in three <laughs> seconds if you don't stop. <laughs> um, I've done it not necessarily on purpose. It's just sure. that uh, when I've lost weight, I generally eat breakfast kind of late. Except like today, I eat breakfast before we we came here. But like I generally eat breakfast kind of on the later side. And when I'm trying to lose weight, I kind of eat on also because of my stomach issues. I eat dinner on the earlier side. And so uh, I tend to get all my eating in in a very short amount of time. And mm. so I have done it, and I do I'm, – I'm a fan. I know what you're talking about. But why don't you explain to everybody else what, what intermittent fasting is? Basically, like it's – the short version is like it's a plan where I'm going to eat for – I'll have a window of eight hours where I can have all my meals, and then I'll fast for 16 hours. And I, part of me just thinks that like that schedule – will be good for me my only question you see i'm lucky enough that i can do that schedule in a very because i find it very easy to do it where i eat a very late breakfast and an early dinner but if you because you, you're going to a new work schedule right yes <laughs> is that a secret <laughs> no i it's hard to explain but i'm have this customer service bullshit thing going on so i muted you because i was typing to customer service but it's all fair and taken care of um, yeah, I'm going to a new schedule, which I think is going to actually help me with mm-hmm. the fasting stuff because mm-hmm. like my current schedule, I work till like eight every night. So if I have to stop eating at like six or seven, oh, I see what you're saying. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. going to be a rough night. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like leaving work and I don't know, we'll see. I'm still kind of ironing this out, but I basically spent like the morning on Reddit reading about intermittent, intermittent fasting and people's experiences with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's up with you? How are you? What's going on? I'm doing very well, Mike Lawson. You know, a story I forgot to tell you last week, and I'll tell you now. Because, well, you know, it wasn't that much of a story, but then with certain developments that happened over the week, it became 
more. It's not still not a great story. It's more of a story. Is last week I saw uh, my friend of the show, my personal friend of the show, not your friend of the show, my friend of the show, Bucky. You remember Bucky, right? Yeah. Well, I remember the name. I don't. You never met him. I ever met him. Oh, all right. I don't know. Does he have like a sister or a wife that does choreography? Yes, his wife is a choreographer. I met. Oh, I met his wife. Where did Are you we meet supposed the wife? to? Where did we? Yeah, I remember this. Where did you meet her? Um, Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> remember, we went and saw it. She choreographed it, and she was in the audience, like writing notes and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, at La, at La Mirada, right? The La Mirada Theater, yeah. correct? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I went to go see Bucky. But that's that's thank thank you for saying that. His wife is a choreographer. Bucky for a long time was involved in in theater. Now he he does something else in the film industry, but for a long time he ran stuff in in, in the theater, and um, so and he has a kid, one that's a boy who's an actor. He's going to OSHA, which is the Orange County High School of the Arts, and he's like fourteen, maybe fifteen, mm-hmm. and then he has a daughter uh, named Haley, who is she also went to OSHA, and then she was a young American, and now she's just a lesbian living her life in Corona. Okay. <laughs> okay. Which all makes sense. But anyway, they were all over, right? Haley was visiting. Uh, the son was there. And I come over yesterday. They invited me over for a drink. I get there, and it's very nice. You know, the dog is jumping around. It's all very Christmassy. And then um, Buck says, uh, Jude. Jude is the name of his son. He's like, Jude, why don't you grab that guitar and play a tune for Joe? Now, any other family... In this country, the kid's like, oh, come on, Dad, I don't want to. Don't make me do it, please. Right? And he's just like, all right, and grabbed the guitar, and he was like, <laughs> it was just like all of a sudden, he's like, <laughs> it was just like a little, like, he's like playing the guitar and singing the song. And I was like, whoa, okay. okay. He's just like doing like a whole show for me. And then yeah. Haley walks in, he's like, and then Jude finishes, like, Haley, now you sing a song. And then she's like, oh, me and Bobby McGee. And I don't know what that song is, right? And uh, they, they did a, Mike Lawson, they did a whole concert for me. Like, That's literally nice. an entire concert. And, uh, you know, I landed, and then they threw a deck of cards at me. And then they were like, do some magic tricks. And usually I would be like, ugh, right? <laughs> yeah. But I felt like, well, they just did an entire show. Yeah. And they were like the world's great. I'm sure they saw every fucking little thing. I'm such a, oh, I'm so bad at magic now, right? Don't do it anymore. Yeah. I'm sure they saw everything. They'd be like, oh my God, that's the most amazing trick ever! You know? And I was like, well, all right. So they're just kind of a rad family, right? <clears throat> so then this week, um, do you remember my friends Danielle and Ronnie and Beth and Melanie? Yeah, we talked about this last episode that you were going to go see them. I went and saw them. I went and How'd saw it. Yeah, it was a, it was a big chili. Well, you know, I don't even ever told this story on the show for a long time. I think you went to a couple of these. We used to get together in the early, gosh, fifteen years ago or so, right? And watch Survivor. That was the thing. We would get together every yeah. week and watch Survivor without fail. We never missed a week. And we used to. There would always and be Joe every did all the talking. Who who did? Joe. Yeah, I did all the talking. We didn't watch the episode. Yeah. And then um, we used to do the everyone, everybody would have a different theme every week, right? Like every, it, it would switch off of whose house it was at, and the theme of the food would depend on who the host was. And at first it was just like, oh, we're going to have a salad, right? And then it started getting like super elaborate, where towards the end, like one night I hosted a carnival food theme, 
right? And then there was breakfast for dinner, and everyone showed up in their pajamas and stuff. And then there was um, appetizer night, like weird things like that, right? But the point of the story is Beth, this Beth, who listens, by the way, I know she's going to hear this. She loves hey, Beth. Cor- she loves cornbread, right? She loves any. I remember one time I went to her house and went through the pantry, and they had corn. She had cornbread crackers. Right, and any excuse she has to make cor- to make cornbread, she makes it. So one time she was hosting, and she was like, um, "I don't know what to make this week. Let me give you two choices: chili, which means I can make some cornbread, or should we go healthy and should we make a big salad?" And I remember like Danielle wrote back like, "I'm I'm in for the salad, you know." And then Ronnie was like, "Yeah, I, I feel like having a salad." Even I was like. Yeah, I've been eating really heavy lately. Why don't we do a salad? And then she wrote back an email to all of us. Cornbread and chili it is. She wrote, yeah, chili it is. <laughs> Everyone knows the story, right? Yeah, chili it is. And we were like, wait, what? How's it chili? Okay. So, of course, we joked about it again uh, on Thursday night. But I saw them, and then I had mentioned this weird night. I went to Buck's house, and the, the performance that I got, the little theater show that I got, and then I sort of felt like the same thing happened there, where, like, Danielle's kids were rad, and they they didn't do any show for me, right? But I did magic for them, and it was, like, the world's greatest magic audience. And um, and so, like, I'm like, oh, my God, maybe this is a new thing where I might, I might, might start doing magic tricks again. By the way. For kids. No, for kid no, parties. No, 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 no. That's a nightmare. I really I do. I, I hate like, it. what does one do? I mean, I don't. I don't want to magic shame you, mm-hmm. but the, I mean, it is a nerdy hobby, right? And yeah. I know that we can talk about that. Sure, this is yeah. a safe place where mm-hmm. I won't offend you. No. But like, I what don't. does one do with magic? What do you mean? What like, is you one? could do, like, you could do shows at Magic Castle, mm-hmm. but like, what else? Would you do shows or parties? Do people pay for. Yeah, so people will pay for. So if you're talking about if you don't want to do kids' magic. Yeah. Yeah. So if you won't want to do kids magic, you can do restaurant magic, where like restaurants will hire you to come at really? certain hours. Oh yeah, it's actually believe it or not, it's pretty lucrative. Well, look, I've never been to a restaurant that had a well, roaming it's magician. All, it's always like Applebee's or something like that, or like you know some shit like you know like Chili's in in Simi Valley yeah. or something, right? Which, by the way, you land up doing children's magic anyway, because they're like, come here and do some tricks for my kids, right? There's that. Then there are some people who they make their living doing magic. Um, I, I'll be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. But, I mean, well, you don't want to, <clears throat> I mean, you're not looking to, like, make this your career. Yeah, you're just no, saying, no, no, like, no, maybe no. I want to pick it up and do more of it. Yeah, no, no, yeah. No, I don't want to make it my career. No, God, good God, no. But, um... I, I want to just like maybe I should just brush maybe just more practice like brush up so because here's yeah. what I realized. Okay, here's Joe's very 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 broad history with magic. Thirteen to like through high school, a big nerd, super into it, right? Yeah. Then it's dormant during college. I maybe do a few things here and then no one cares in college, right? Yeah. But then right as soon as I leave college. Uh, I start going to parties, you know, in my early 20s. And I think I joined Magic Castle when I was 22. So, um, four years ago. No, and so, um, <laughs> no, I joined the Magic Castle when I was 22. was 20. the 20th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, 
I started doing magic when I was I joined the magic when I was twenty two, but I think it was just because I wanted to join it as uh, because it was just that's the thing. Like that's like the epitome when you're a kid magician. If I could ever be a member of the magic castle, oh my god, right? And I remember there was a brief time where I got super into it again to for the audition because you have to audition to be a member of the magic castle. Okay, mm-hmm. and. I think because of that, uh, my chops were sharp again, and I started going to parties, and I started to realize people would go like, oh, Joe, you know, do some trick. You know, there's, you know, there, this is what I learned, is the best time to do magic at a party is that time, is, you know that moment at a party where no one's ready to go home, but everyone's talked to everybody, and they're just like, well, what next? That is mm-hmm. like the prime moment to do magic tricks. And, and in my 20s, that's, I, I became, sorry, I just hit something there. Uh, in my 20s, that would became the thing is that I was the guy who I would a party. I, I would carry a deck of cards with me because I knew it was going to happen, you know? So, yeah. so it went through my 20s. And then it just sort of died down once I hit around 30, right? And then, um, but now what it seems to have swung around is now that my friends have had kids and those kids are now entering their preteen years, and that's about the age you start getting interested in magic, now there's this new, I think, this this renaissance of Joe doing magic tricks, but for, like, preteens and teenagers, which I'm, I'm fine. That is, it's pretty much yeah. like doing magic for an adult. And so, you, um, pardon me? What are your thoughts on this new kind of magic, which incorporates, like, um, iPhones or technology like that. Is that real magic to you? I have some. I use some of them. Uh, some are better than others. Uh, some that seem sort of organic. Like I have this one where you could literally think of any card. And then when you say the name of the card to me, I go, oh, that's so funny. Just today, and I give you my iPhone, uh, I took a picture. And you go to my photos. You literally go to, you hit my photos app and you see all my pictures and and you go like and you look at the latest photo and there's a picture of me holding the card you thought of. That's a good one, but there are some that are dumb, you know. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Your magic stuff is a lot like my clarinet playing. Like played it a lot in high school, gave it up in college completely, mm-hmm. and then like I I have no illusion that I'm going to become a musician, but I want to play. I want to like do it, yeah, yeah, but I don't really understand where I am going to do it. I'm not going to join a band. Yeah. You know, I don't want that commitment. I just kind of want to play every once in a while. Well, also the crazy thing with a band is the band doesn't expect you to play. The great thing about the Magic Castle, when I was 22, I joined. Now I've got to pay my dues. I don't have to fucking do magic. In fact, uh, well, this goes to my second story, which I'm going to do a lead in right now is the point is, I had planned this thing for my nieces to take them to the Magic Castle this past weekend. Yeah. And I would talk about that at all these places I went to. And now Buck's kids, they want to go to the Magic Castle. Uh, Danielle and her kids and Beth's kids and everybody's kids, they want to go to the Magic Castle. So it seemed it used to be that I joined the Magic Castle so I can take my friends. Now it looks like I'm, I'm my membership to Magic Castle, which is fine, makes it worth it, is to take the kids of my friends. Does that make sense? Sure. And so yeah, Uncle Joe. Uncle crazy gay Uncle Joe is now that seems to be the new the new phase of my life that I'm going to. But um The great. You have to add the great at the end and then you're a magician. Yeah. Joe Batance the or or um there used to be this guy, I remember as a kid, and he, I would see ads for him, and his name was Joey Phantom. Uh-huh. Uh, what, I gotta see what this guy looked like. Mike Lawson, this guy was the most pathetic, like overweight, sad old man. 
you know, doing like, I'm like, what is Phantom about him at all? You know? I'm looking him up. Oh, does he still exist? I don't know. I'm Phantom Magician. Uh, it doesn't look easy to no, find yeah, him. Yeah, and look at he was a guy who did like kids shows. And he was known as yeah. Joey Phantom. You know, I was like, yeah, oh. it's, he's not easy to find. No, 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 no. He, he, he didn't leave his mark on the world. But uh, anyway, so that leads into I took my nieces to the Magic Castle. I will tell that story after you talk and we do some news. Oh, good. I wanted to tell you, Joey, um, the other day at work. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I just I closed the wrong tab. Uh, the other day at work, I uh, got this email. So I'm in this new role, right? And our CEO emailed me and was like, hey, Mike, when you get in, will you send over your cell phone number? I'd love to text you this. I'm in a meeting, but mm-hmm. want to talk to you about something. Mm-hmm. Now, in my previous role, I would say my interactions with him were highway or hallway hellos, mm-hmm. maybe a couple of really light conversations, but we interacted very rarely because he would interact with my boss. And I had no reason to really interact with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I'm in this new role. I thought, well, maybe this is something that's part of it. Mm-hmm. So I send over my cell phone number. And then I get a text message pretty shortly after that. And he was like, hey, this is a little weird. But I need someone to run to the Apple store mm-hmm. to pick up iTunes gift cards. What? Yeah. And will you get somebody to do that? And then once you have somebody headed over, I'll tell you the denominations I need. Okay. This is really so, sketchy. Yeah. Right right off the bat, I'm like, what the fuck? First of all, buy them online? Why do you need yeah. me to send someone to the store to do this? And he's he's also like, he's all for efficiency. There's it just just seems super inefficient. Like mm-hmm. take someone off my team to go run an errand for you yeah. is weird. Mm-hmm. So that happens and so then I go to my boss and I was like, "Hey boss, um, you know, our CEO just sent me this. It feels weird. Mm-hmm. I've is this something that like legitimately should be happening?" And he looks at myself and he's like, "Nah, this feels a little bit weird. Let me take it to my boss." So now my boss and my boss's boss are all kind of looking at my cell phone. Mm-hmm. Joey, they're holding my cell phone. I'm like, well, hold on that, for a second. Hey, I'm gonna pause, I'm gonna stop and interrupt you because yeah. old Mike Lawson, who was in a relationship with Steve, was like, yeah. I don't like nudes. I don't like dick pics. I don't yeah. want to see that. I'm not gonna send them. Blah 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 blah. Are we have we have we evolved on that? It wasn't that I. It's not that I don't lie. I don't. I wasn't a prude about it. The way you just delivered that was like the old Mike Lawson um, thought it was shameful to have nudes on his phone. It was just that the life I was living didn't require them. I wasn't sexting with Steve. I wasn't. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we weren't sexting IRL. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to put. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to put a shame tag on there. I'm not trying to shame. Yeah, tag. Yeah, yeah. I felt that there was. It wasn't necessarily a shame thing. But that you thought it was shameful, but it seemed to be that there was a Mike Lawson lived in a universe where he just didn't want the chance of that of his own junk yes. getting out there, kind of thing. It, it, have you evolved on that? Maybe with a the little, advent of Snapchat and a, stuff like that. Yeah, a little bit of evolution, but not substantially. <laughs> I don't need to show someone a photo of my dick, but I do have Grinder on my phone, and I get dick pictures and. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm more involved in that world where 
notifications could pop up from somebody I've been texting from Grinder, for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, that like off the bat, out of context, or even in context, could be a little embarrassing. Well, I have a solution for you after you finish the story, but I also want to, because I it would be irresponsible for me as a respected uh, podcasting journalist not to ask this. How yeah. many times on, could would, would you be able to count on two hands the number of times that you've sent a dick pic in the past year? Um, yeah. I mean, it's about ten times, maybe, so... Yeah, to like ten right, different right people, there. ten different people, or maybe two different people. Um, I would say ten times to five people. Okay, all right. Yeah, okay. Not, I mean, this is, these are real rough numbers, but so like it happens, but it doesn't happen frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not like sending dick pics to strangers. Yeah. Um, that's I don't know. Oh, so you've met not. them IRL before you send them a dick pic. Yeah, or it's like I'm meeting them tomorrow. That's, I guess, kind of as stranger as you can get with a dick pic on my phone. But so I'm just like nervous that my boss and my boss's boss are looking at like holding my phone Mm -hmm. and just sitting there like doing whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I start talking to my boss a little bit as my boss's boss is like looking through stuff. Mm -hmm. And he as I when I look over, Mm -hmm. he is on my like main um, messages screen so he can see all of my text messages. Sure. And he's like, you said that uh, the CEO emailed you earlier, but I don't see that. And I was like, God, it's an email. It's, <laughs> why would it be in my text messages? Yeah. Um, but he's like scrolling through my text. And I, I don't know, my stomach, the pit of my stomach just dropped because mm-hmm. I, I don't know what's on there. There's nothing that's like super embarrassing, yeah. but I still was a little bit embarrassed. But anyway, cut to... Well, so that kind of solved itself. I actually went back to my email and looked it up, and it was phishing. So the original email was from the CEO, but when you look at the actual from email address, it was like at, you know, xx1377. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like in Outlook, the way it was delivered, the from name was Mm -hmm. his name. It was a a complicated like phishing thing. So then I just ignored it and it went away. Mm -hmm. Um, But what was the thing you said you want? You have a solution. Yeah. Again, dealing with, you know, I'm, I'm around a lot more children than you are. Yeah. Is you need to go into your settings to the accessibility section and you can set, and maybe maybe you know this, maybe this is for listeners out there. You can do a thing where uh, just by clicking the home button or what, I don't know which phone you have, but like through a series of, of clicks, very quick, it's, it's so fast, no one would ever know, you basically lock where they what when you hand the person your phone what they can do with it and you can you can set what they will do with it so like you could even do it where like when they touch the screen nothing happens you can do it that they can stay in the app but they can't leave that's actually why i use it so like a lot of times my nieces want to play games on my phone yeah so i can open the game and then click the button two or three times and what it does is they can play in the app but once they try and leave the app it won't let them leave the app or it, it can actually make them you can do a you play around with it, and um, so and, and and then to order in order to just um, it, to get out of it is super easy now. Now with the um, fingerprint stuff, it's once you put your fingerprint back on there, then you're you can get out. It just reads mm-hmm. your fingerprint and you can get out or ask for a code. <clears throat> I see. I've actually done this. Um, I read this article this week about kind of like turning your phone back into a tool. Mm-hmm. 
that you use instead of like the phone kind of using you. Yeah. And it's it's like a really long read, but mm-hmm. what I've done is I've turned off notifications for everything. Yeah. So I don't get notified even text messages. I don't get notified oh, anymore. That's, that's smart, yeah. And then when I want to look at text messages, I go look at text me- when I want to look at Twitter, mm-hmm. I go look at Twitter, but I don't allow those notifications kind of mm-hmm. force me to get into an app when I maybe don't want to be in it. Mm-hmm. That's my new philosophy on um, smartphone usage. <laughs> um, what's wait, it? Oh, wait, wait, also, wait, wait. Joey, I, I went to my phone though. I can I can uh, tell you. So you go to set gen- you go to settings, then you hit general, then you hit accessibilities, and you scroll all the way down to guided access, and then guided access uh, will help you do that. I all should right. tell you also this week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this new thing on uh, YouTube that I really love. Let me see if I can pull one out. Um, it's like, it, I guess, oh, I guess it's like R&B. I mean, um, like hip hop kind of mm-hmm. just like mixed long hip hop songs that are on YouTube. They're like two hour tracks and they are just really soothing to me. They're not by like a specific artist. There's these DJs that put them up. My um, favorite is Ryan Celsius Sounds send on YouTube. Me, send it to me on, on Google Hangouts. Okay. Um, it's I don't know what about it is like so mesmerizing, but it's like part of it is like it's really long. Mm-hmm. So I could just put it on and like kind of forget <clears> that it's <throat> on, but it's like good background noise. Yeah. And I've been listening to these um, and they have like weird stoner kind of sounding names. In mm-hmm. fact, the one that was up on my screen when my boss came over to my desk is called High at Work 3, which oh, I just sent you. <laughs> right, let me see here. But I don't know. I don't know. He was looking for an email in my messages mm-hmm. screen. I don't know that he's looking at the title of YouTube videos as they're up on my screen. Mm-hmm. And this is that was an, the way that I capped off that whole technology kind of like um, stressful moment with him on my phone was him coming to my computer to see that I also listen to videos called High at Work. Do you think he saw it? <laughs> I don't know. I also don't know that he, you know, particularly cares. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see that link, but I'll just go there. I'll just go to Kyle High at Work 3. Yeah, I sent it to you in um, the Google Hangout chat. Is I know, but you... yeah, and I didn't. But then remember, I, I had this is so boring. To anybody else? But um, I had messaged you before we talked, and um... oh no, I don't want. Oh. <laughs> Are you like a Latino guy in a lower? No, but like, imagine this turned down really low, and it's just your background noise. Like, it's almost like white noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Like, I'm not singing along to this. I'm not even really understanding the words that are being said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's oh. like a two-hour track. Oh, yeah. It is. It's very long. It's like... Oh, no. This one I have right here is only 31 minutes long. Oh, a lot of them are really long. Mm. But you can also put this one on... Could you repeat a video on YouTube? You can are you what you can what it does is it plays like the next related video or you can choose a playlist that has like a hundred of these and it just kind of goes through. But I will say this for everyone who you can't see this on YouTube. I could see myself falling asleep to this because even though I can't fall asleep to music, I could find myself being very relaxed to it because they've well, they're basically playing old Simpsons episodes, but they have a look they added a, an effect that looks like you're watching an old VHS cassette of it and they've muted the colors. 
Yeah. So it's very kind of like soothing. And there's a lot of them that are like have weird anime or um, Adventure Time or Futurama. You know what I mean? Just like you're not even paying attention to it. It's almost it's white noise of sight. Now, have you ever actually listened or watched these whilst high? Because we know you like to uh, smoke the ganja. Uh, yeah. You, what's funny is actually mm-hmm. not. I'm mean, probably, but mostly I use it for like concentrating time. Mm-hmm. So like maybe if I'm like doing work, getting ready for work. Mm-hmm. So those are times when I'm not high. Um, you know, when I am high, I tend to listen to like Rachel Maddow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the weirdest weed smoker in the world. <laughs> yeah, I do Rachel Maddow and like get work done mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm high too. No, but I could anyway, what's up yeah. with you? Uh, well, no, what I'm gonna do right now. I'm gonna do a news story. Speak. You know what's oh. so funny that your your um your story goes right into uh, my uh, news story. Um, Let's hear it. Yeah, Mike Lawson. McDonald's tries to draw in Gen Z with breakfast sandwich rave in L.A. Beyond Burgers, right? No. Oh, no, no, no. McDonald's is keen to capture the millennial and the even younger Generation Z breakfast market, apparently, as the company confirmed with Eater plans to host that they... This is is talking in the future, but it already happened. Uh, Plans to host a morning dance party at 6 a.m. in downtown Los Angeles on Thursday. Yeah. The free (laughs) event features music by DJ Manila Killa and is open to the public. That's right, a free weekday dance party for 450 people, all based around McDonald's breakfast. The so-called Rise and Rave first popped up on several dance and EDM music sites this week, advertising itself as a free-to-the-public party for anyone over 18. However, potential daytime dancers who arrive with a receipt showing purchase of one of McDonald's new triple breakfast stack sandwiches will be given priority access and allegedly space inside a VIP area that would include swag. Mike Lawson, what are your thoughts as a vegetarian of a McDonald's hosting a rave where you get into a VIP section if you buy? Have you ever seen this triple? Let me tell you this. I am a fat man who likes McDonald's breakfast. I think you also yeah. are a fan of McDonald's breakfast. Like, I think, make, I think McDonald's is best at breakfast, okay? Sure. I love McDonald's breakfast. Fan, this triple breakfast sandwich is even too much for me. Do you know what's on it? I would say egg, mm-hmm. bacon, yeah. sausage, yeah. cheese, uh-huh. sausage, yeah. cheese, surrounded by an English muffin, if I had to guess, based on the picture I'm looking at. Well, let me tell you this. You're because yes, based on the picture, you're right. You but you get to choose what the bread is. So it could also be a McGriddle. That you get a choice oh, of yeah. like biscuit. Wait, McGriddle is a waffle one. Like no, sweet. a little pancake with injected Pan- with syrup. Yeah. I yeah. and that, what I'm saying is I would I'm a fat man who loves McDonald's breakfast, and that's too much for me. I'm even like, no. I'm not gonna do it. Manila kill is kind of cute. Oh, is he? Oh, wait, we gotta look. I mean, in this, it's one picture and he has glasses on, but okay. I'm, is he Filipino? I would guess by the name. Yeah, oh, he's, oh okay. he's very your type. Oh, he's okay. Oh, my God. That is like if Mike Lawson had a fucking type, it is no. Manila Killa. You're wrong. He's cute in like half of the photos, and then in the other half, he is not to me. Show me one that you don't think is cute. Because I'm looking just at the basic Google oh. image search. And this, to me, this is like... There's see, a lot where he's not I'm my like, type oh, at all. Oh, poor Manila Kill is going to get syphilis soon. 
I'm sending you bad ones. Okay, yeah, send me bad ones. Okay. I sent you two bad ones. All right, let me see here. You thought you're like, these are gross. I don't like them. Yeah. Okay, let me see here. Oh, real. okay. I didn't see that top one you sent me, but the bottom one, I, that was the first one that came up in my Google image search. I'm all, oh, that seems very Mike Lawson. No. Um, I this wish- one is me. I'm, the third one I'm sending is yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. The mouth open, showing some meat in it or something like that. But I this wish that, visual kind of storytelling thing we're doing is not. Yeah, great. but that's the, that's the thing is I wish this is the one thing I miss about the old Pride Forty Eight chat room is you could post images in there. You can't post images in uh, the chat room over at uh, Mixler dot com. You can post links to ch- images though. Yeah, you know, what? I'm, gonna um, post which, a, I'm gonna post a link to my Google search. Which, by no. the way, anyone could just do that. Oh, what are you gonna post a link to? You should post an actual image. So there's the good one. I just clicked. Um, by the way, now would be a good time to tell people listening on uh, or in the future mm-hmm. that we're actually recording live at Mixler.com slash Drag Race Recap right now, which is MIXLR.com slash Drag Race Recap. We record our episodes live at 8 a.m. Pacific on Monday mornings, 8 a.m. Um, and then after breakfast, you could stick around and we serve some tea, which we do off the record um, and you could, it's a text-based chat. Join us. It's fun. Monday mornings at 8 a.m. Yeah. What's going on in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Oh, I wanted to tell you this. San Francisco restaurants mm-hmm. are basically closing up because rent is soaring and then um, they're having trouble paying for people. This is an interesting problem that uh, Republicans of the show might <laughs> take some, uh, might enjoy talking about sometime. But basically median rent of is like around four thousand dollars in San Francisco right now, and staff are having to work, you know, three jobs to pay median rent. By the way, you said median rent is four thousand. Median. That's the mean. For those of you don't remember what the median means, because you haven't been in school a long time, that means you take all the numbers, all the numbers, (laughs) you put them in numerical order from smallest to greatest, and you go to the one in the middle. That means it's different from the average. That means all the numbers below the median. And the numbers above the median are the same. So let's say you have numbers 1 through 20, let's say, right? Well, let's say you went to 21. 1 through 21, 11 would be the median because there's 10 numbers below and 10 numbers above. Okay, 11 is the median. So that means the median, the middle number of rent in San Francisco is $4,000. That means half of all the rent is bigger than 4000 and half of it is less. That is ridiculous. Thank you. Thank you from the SAT tutor. Yes. Um, but th- we're seeing things pop up like a burger-making robot shop or this one that has a cocktail dispensing machine, mm-hmm. like all these things that are kind of saving people on labor. And we're also noticing just kind of like the the – we're seeing these like full restaurants fade from our city, like – Restaurants where you sit down and have a waitress or waiter come over and take your order and bring you your meal. A lot more, uh, I guess those are, is it fine dining? What would you call that? I don't know. Those are going away. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing more places where you like order at a counter mm-hmm. and pick up your own food. And um, kind of they're paying people to do the the fewest number of jobs as possible because it's getting so expensive. Mm-hmm. But then also like nobody's, who is if you have to live so far away, why are you going to commute into the city to be a busboy? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. busboy opportunities everywhere. Yeah. So it's kind of a big problem. And then, you know, on top of that, like the way tech companies have moved in and 
they're paying people great amounts of money so they could pay great, great amount of money to live here. And that's another problem. Um, and just last week or the week before, uh, restaurant of the show Farmer Brown closed, which you and I went to. Oh, it closed? At, yeah, we went at least once, maybe yeah. twice. I think I went, ooh, maybe twice. You're right. Okay. It's like a southern place in the in the Tenderloin that was really good. Um, but yeah, he closed and he was just like, I can't afford to pay people to work here anymore. Like yeah. it's no longer viable. Mm-hmm. He he has like a, a location in the airport, which mm-hmm. he kept and SFO. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he closed down. It's just like this, I don't know, problem. I was curious what your thoughts were on this. I'm immediately reminded of the quote, things fall apart, the center cannot hold. Meaning like as, as. The crazier it gets, at a certain point, everything's going to fall apart because you just can't sustain that sort of world, you know? So, like, when you have me rent at $4,000 because you're trying to get everyone out, is everything's gonna, everything that you loved about it is going to fall apart because what's there to support it? And in this case, the center means, like, all the people, the busboys, you're right, the waiters, the all the support staff, if it's just people, if only people can afford to be there... Are the people who don't want to do this stuff? There's no way it can survive. Yeah. And then what happens? Then eventually they go like, "Oh, this place, this place sucks." And then they leave, and then it's just a shell of what it was, which I think would be great for San Francisco in this case. But, um, but it reminds me kind of of Burning Man, you know, where like Burning Man, and they're strangely rela- strangely related, was these weirdos who decided we're going to go to the desert every year and, and be weird, you know, and. Then it somehow became really popular and caught on, and all these rich techies, not just rich techies, but rich people, went to uh, Burning Man, and they drove the the cost of the ticket up because they could only sustain so many yeah. people, and then the people who made it weird and interesting couldn't afford to go anymore. Right. It's observers, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. same in the city. It's people who like – aren't necessarily contributing to the culture but are more observers of it and those are important people because that money kind of sustains or allows the creators to create Mm -hmm. but you need a balance of the two and if you have a city full of observers then you have no creators that can afford to kind of keep it cool Mm -hmm. and same with burning man yeah you're right and that's a very good point yeah now san francisco is just all consumers i suppose and there's no one to to provide it yeah well we'll see maybe this we'll see maybe i think at a certain point it balances out it balance it may not it's not going to go i think people dream it'll go back to the days of the 70s but maybe it'll go drop down to like 2008 or something mm-hmm. um who knows we'll see but restaurants are closing there's a new um boba place near my house that literally is a storefront and you walk in and you order on a computer and then a machine makes your drink and gives it to you a little robot now do you like so that because like, you don't have to deal with people I do. I mean, I understand the, you know, people rely on these jobs and I think that's important. And until we can figure out a way to kind of create more jobs for folks to, I don't know, make these machines or it's a transition and that's challenging, but I love not talking to somebody. Give me a computer screen any day. Let me ask you a different question. This very topic that we're talking about, has it affected your theater business? No. Mm Mm-mm. I think theater is a, an interesting business. I feel like we're we've got oh we've got years before we won't be touched by the economy immediately first. 
you know? Mm-hmm. So like when it takes a downturn, we're not the first to kind of feel that pain. Yeah. People, people still come. So. All right. Very good. Um, do you have a news story? Oh no, you did your news did story new with story, this yeah. Filipino DJ. Mm-hmm. The story about the Filipino DJ. Yeah. Um, do you have other personal stories? Yeah. I took my nieces to the magic castle. Yeah. For the brunch. So everyone, so the magic castle is a 21 and over private club for magicians, but on the weekends, uh, they host a brunch that's open to children of all ages, and it's geared towards children. And I, I have, to be honest with you, I've been a member for over 20 years. Uh, no, it'll be 20 years. Actually. No, it's a little over 20 years. And um, and I've been a member for a little over 20 years, and uh, I've only been to the brunch maybe once or twice, because like I said, it's geared towards children. So this is maybe, I think this is maybe my third time ever at the brunch was this weekend. Okay. And I didn't know how that worked, so really, so I, I went, and I took my nieces. I have a few stories from this, right? They were very excited. First of all, they just knew, they heard Magic Castle. I didn't even think about this. And they were thinking, like, Disney Castle. So oh. when they showed, they were really excited, you know, from the outside, it kind of does look like that. And they walk in, and they say, open Sesame to the Owl, and the library, the bookshelf slid, and they walked through, and they just loved it. And then they walked inside, and my youngest niece, Lucy... Got really creeped out because everyone should know the magic castle on the inside. It looks, it's very dark. Um, there's pictures of, there's like paint, oil paintings of like old men from a hundred years ago all over the place. It looks like the way maybe an older person might want a magic castle to look like. That makes sense, you know? Yeah. And, uh, she was very f- frightened at first. Uh, and, and then also because we, I got there on the early side because I didn't know the place was pretty much empty. So now she's in this giant empty house with full of like musty oil paint. So she was scared. But we went to the first magic show and she felt better. It was, it was a, a, ch- a children's magician and they, she, you know, the woman produced a bunny rabbit. They got to pet it afterwards and whatever. But, you know, it, when we were waiting for that show, though, so a lot of the people who go to the magic castle are these, you know, rich white people. I'm bringing them for a point who, who, um, you know, their their neighbor's friend's uncle is a member, and they got these tickets, and they arranged, like, a big party for their kid, you know? Yeah. So the first show, the one where we're waiting for the children's magician, the first two rows are reserved for children, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then the, the adults sit behind those first two rows, okay? So we were the first in line because it was empty. And um, so my nieces get the pick of the litter. They pick slap. They pick smack dab in the middle of the second row. Okay, they sit there quietly behaving. Right, and I'm sitting behind them. The place starts to fill up, and this woman walks in. This white lady, and I, I, I know people might be getting like triggered because I'm saying white people. But to me, in my personal experience, not 100 percent of the time, but because it's also very Betty Batancing to do, but. Um, Often, it's these entitled white ladies who she came in with her three kids, and some kids already filled in. So there were, like, two seats next to Molly and Lucy, and then, like, two seats next to them on either side, right? And she had three kids. I don't know. I've never had kids. So let's say you want your three kids to sit next to each other. What? What would you do in this case? Molly and Lucy are sitting there, and they're preventing you from having three kids in a row. What would you? What would be your tactic here? I would just sit them wherever, I guess. 
I don't know that I would need them together. I feel like I need context of the space to kind of really get it. It's just first two and, like theater rows. Think about that. <clears throat> okay. I mean, so there's only there's not five seats in the row, so there's no way for them to sit together. No, there's there's two open seats next to Molly and Lucy, and two open seats on either side of them. And there's other kids flanking. Like the, there's a couple kids on the edges, but these there's four. Basically, let's say let's say for purposes of this, there's six seats in the middle. And Molly and Lucy are in two of them, two on either side of them. So if they move down one, then yeah. the, all three of our kids can yeah. sit together? Mm-hmm. Then ask. I think it's fair to ask. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with you. And I actually think what I would have done is I would have said, like, oh, where are your parents, right? And then they would have, yeah. or who are you with? And they would have pointed at me, and they'd be like, Could, would you mind if they moved down one? And then I'd be like, oh, yeah, easy. That's like an easy one. Who cares? One seat, right? Yeah. But she was like, to Lucy and Molly, she was like, move down one. Right. She told them to. She told them. And, of course, they're like, oh, and they're, like, they're in this new place, and they just yeah. do it, right? Yeah, adult and, told me I'm going to do it. But then one kid, it got all weird, and then she's like, no, 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 move back. Like, she's a teacher. She was talking to them like a teacher, right? Yeah. So, finally, I'm like, what? This is when I, that's when it catches my attention. And I look at her, and I go, what's going on here? I'd be like, what's yeah. going on? She's like, I, I'm like, okay, then, then figure it out. I was like, you figure it out, right? We, we just, do, but, you know, talk to me. You don't need to talk to them. Because, again, if she would actually been polite to them, like, oh, sweetie, could you, would yeah. you mind? It, like, if she talked to them, like, uh, a way of Appropriately. mom. Yeah. I would have had no problem even then. They're like, oh, sweetie, could my, would you mind if you moved down one and my fr- kids could sit together? Oh, no problem whatsoever. But it was very, like, all she needed was a fucking whistle. And she was like yeah. a yard mom, right? And I was like, I feel like Betty would have been nice about it too. Yeah, to a she kid, would have. she would have actually. You're right. Yeah, I'm just saying, like entitled to it. So that was already my first kind of encounter, and I was like, all right, whatever, right? Then um, we go to the brunch, right? And the the Magic Castle brunch is not cheap, and it's it's my pleasure to treat. By the way, I you would I knew what was coming, right? But it's not cheap. And we're sitting down. It's a buffet-style brunch. And at a certain point, the waiter comes up. But he's being weird, too. He doesn't – I think I think they're so used to people trying to scam them or something that he just walks up to the girls and he's like, how old are you? But it seems kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. So I think they got, they got kind of in stranger danger mode, right? And they just, like, yeah. stared at him. And he goes – he goes to me. He goes, how old are they? And I go – She's eight and the other one's 11. And he goes, okay, I was asking for son. I know it's a charge, right? He walks away. And Lucy says to me, Molly's not 11. Molly's 10. And I go, who cares, right? Who cares? Who cares, right? It's 10 cheaper. Mike Lawson, I get the bill. <laughs> and it has my bills, $45 for this Fakakta brunch, right? Yeah. And then it says, child, six to 10. Nineteen dollars, young, <laughs> young adult, right? Young adult, uh, eleven to fifteen or something like that. It was twenty nine dollars. Now look, it was so only, ten more dollars. It was only ten more dollars, Mike. This was making my blood boil for like forty five <laughs> minutes. Like I was like, literally, I could, I was obsessing on this ten dollars. Right, but you're mad. You can only be mad at yourself. What? You made I was the mad mistake. At myself. Yeah. I made the mistake. Yeah, I was so mad. So then, what you get when you have the brunch is you get this ticket and you get to go into this the big giant stage show. All right. So once again, we go and again the girls were first in line and the girls uh, get these primo location. So again, same thing. First two rows, 
are only for children. Mm-hmm. The adults sit in the back. And actually, like even Sally Seat Stealer show yeah, up? No, close. It's almost, I will say, it's almost even more strict. Shorter, like younger children sit in the first row, taller children sit in the second row. So the way it actually worked was Lucy's, my youngest, sat in the very front on the aisle seat, right? Then Molly was on the aisle seat in the second row. I was now seeing the third row. Okay. Okay, perfect. Yeah, three in a row. And the room fills in, right? And they they make it so clear. And then this fucking ass hoity-toity white couple walks in. Tall. Tallest white people I've ever seen in my entire life, right? They sit in the second row with the children. And even this um, woman sitting next to me, she goes, those people are sitting in the second row. And I go, I know. I know. I go, maybe. I was even trying to be nice. I go, maybe they don't speak English. And she goes, oh, Maybe. Right, and um, but then the uh, usher, can, the manager, come. I go look. Yeah, I understand something here. I, I know this. I told her she was a guest. I go. This magic castle doesn't fuck around. They're used to this shenanigans. They're gonna take care of it. Don't worry about it. Right, because it's true. Yeah. Uh, this woman had like not necessarily children, but like shorter people with her, and they couldn't see. Right. So, the manager comes. Oh, I love it. I love justice. You know, immediate justice. The manager's like, uh, hey, you two, this is for children. And then they spoke, Mike's perfect English. Yeah. Perfect English. Like, oh, okay. And then actually the woman I was with was very nice. She made rooms that they could sit behind her kid, their kids. So she did, right? But I was like, oh, I loved seeing justice. Okay. Now, let me tell you that. I told you I've only been to the brunch in my, the entire, Mike, the entire time I've been a member, I think only two times, this being my second, but just for just for to be clear, let's say three times. No more than that for sure, though. Okay? I can only remember one other time. And the other time I remember, I went and I saw this magician. Okay? His name was Jody Benson or something like that. I, I, I could be getting the name wrong, but like Jody Benson. I think it's a name. Right? He picked me out of the fucking audience. Took me up on stage. And like basically humiliated me in front of the audience and made fun of me. And I went along with it. Okay? And uh, I uh, was just like, oh, okay, whatever, right? And he just like was like, oh, I, you know, the ones where the, the the audience member is the dummy, yeah, right? Where he's like, oh, what, your belt's undone, and like you know, like and then you're like, and then he's just like, you're you're the, the fool that he's gonna make fun of in front of the audience. I hated it. Is one of the reasons I hated going to the brunch. Fuck that guy. Yeah, Fuck him, right? It's a shit way of doing it too. Yeah, yeah, shit way of doing it. We sit down. The music starts, you know? The announcer goes, thank you for coming to the Magic Castle, right? And um, hold on for a second. I think this is this is appropriate for this, actually. And the music, and the kids are all excited. You know, Molly and Lucy, I can tell, are excited, you know? And, uh, and then it starts, okay? <laughs> Welcome to the stage! Jody Benson. Oh, it like, was? I'm like, I'm like, motherfucker. Well, once I saw him, I don't remember his name, but when I said, I'm like, this motherfucker. I know who this fucker same is. Guy. It's the same guy, yeah. right? But I'm like, look, here I am, and the audience here, whatever, bygone, just that's years ago, right? So he starts doing his routine. He does a magic trick, right? He's doing his magic trick, and he goes, thank you, and everyone's applauding, and he goes, what? Excuse me, sir? 
And he looks at me in the eye. He goes, oh, you think it's just a trick? Meanwhile, I've said nothing, right? Yeah. Well, maybe you should come up here and, and like, brings me up on stage, Mike Lawson. No. Yeah. Brings me up on stage. And does, You couldn't fight it? No, I just did because my nieces were there. I was a big sport about it, but literally made fun of me the entire time. <laughs> And I was just a good sport about it. You know, I will say he was less mean this time. Yeah. This one was more like, you know, the goofy dad, you know? Like, you probably saw me with my kids. I'm going to make the kids love him, you know? like it, And so it was more like, like I'm going to make their dad look silly. And so it, it, this one, I will say, was more good-natured. It wasn't sure. as mean as the last time, right? How old were you the first time? Gosh. Late 20s, early 30s? I don't know. I don't know okay. where we're going with so yeah, so I think I get what you're saying. Now I'm more of a dad than like the young di- sure. dick he's gonna make fun of. Yeah, I was also just curious if like maybe in your 20s, like that sort of humiliation hurt more than it would today, oh, just because you're more know. confident or kind of who you are versus like struggling to figure out who you were and those kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, just. But I will say this: my nieces loved it. They ate it up, and, and probably you would too. Like, oh look at Uncle Joey. You know, being mm-hmm. made the dummy in front of everybody, you know, uh, and so it was, it was a good time. But the, it, later on, the, my my brother and his wife were like, what was your favorite part? And they both were like, when the magician took Uncle Joey up on stage and was making fun of him. And like, they, even they told my parents last night, some party they went to, that their favorite part was when they took Uncle Joey up on stage. And like, he but they, they said he was part of the show. Oh, cute. Yeah. That's cute, then. I'm glad you went up and didn't fight it. I, was actually, I feel like you know what you know what you know what might have helped this guy too. He made me not stop thinking about those ten fucking dollars that I wasted <laughs> on uh, this Molly. I got I got her age wrong. Go Did ahead. you tip well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tipped well, and then um, but you know it's expensive to have kids because this you know I never noticed this stuff as an adult, right? But there's a little janky gift shop. With stupid mm-hmm. shit and crap. I'm like, who would ever buy this fucking crap? You know, stupid shit. You know, the, the magic the magic castle emblem on it is overpriced. We're walking out. And he's like, oh, can we get a gift from the gift shop? And I was like, yeah. That cost me another. I don't care. I really don't. Right? But it was just like, oh, it's it It was more like, it's expensive to be a parent. Because then I dropped another yeah. 30 bucks on the kids and gifts. Can you imagine going to the movies with three kids? Uh, no, like, I don't. It's don't expensive do that. to just go one on one, like on a date. Yeah, you bring three more people you have to pay for. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, what's going on with you? Um, nothing. That's all the stories I have. Really, what do you uh, what do you got going on next week? This week is really kind of slow. Uh, that que- I'm going to that queer traffic again again on Wednesday. Um. But other than that, I don't think I really I have to look at my calendar, but I don't think I really have anything big going on this week. Oh, How about you? Next Monday is New- Christmas Eve. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So what do you want to do? Should we let's, let's, let's decide this right now? Because yeah. then, and then well, I can't after- record on Monday because I'll be driving to Phoenix. Oh, so then why don't we then? Because then the following week is New Year's Eve. Um, yeah. Why don't we do this? Sorry, guys. Big announcement right now, <laughs> immediately on the show. Why don't we come back in the new year? Okay, Joe decided. Yeah, so we'll we'll that's fine. Well, look, they'll hear me throughout. The, I'm just saying, catching up because I was even thinking I don't have any plans for New Year's Eve, guys. I am not making a promise. I'm not making a promise, but I don't have plans for New Year's Eve. I might pull a boo hacker and do a New Year's Eve show on Mixler. 
Well, you should invite Boo Hucker to join you. Because doesn't he I, do I, that every year? Well, yeah, because then or I, you join him or something. No, he doesn't. I never. I've never been on his New Year's Eve show. It's his. You know, it's also his birthday on New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he does it. Yeah. You should do it with him somehow. Um, well, then, I'm yeah, also could, driving. If I, did that, if I did that, I could then just turn the mic off and go to a New Year's Eve party and come back and he'll still be talking. About one of his Christmas trees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, third, okay, the- so I have downstairs a friend's tree. That's for <laughs> any uh, ornaments that uh, the people give me for that, that. Any friends give me ornaments that goes in the friend's tree. Then I have a tree for the dog. Then I have, you're like, oh, there's enough of the fucking forest in this goddamn house. I um, I'm gonna drive to Phoenix, like I said, and I'll be driving home, and I'll stop in LA, and let's yeah. hook up for uh, you know, a meal or something. Yeah, when I do that, maybe we could do. If anyone's in LA, maybe you and I will do an appearance. <laughs> People can meet up with us in LA if they want to. No, you know, or what? No, not. You know what? no, no, no. Hold on for a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit. This John yeah. Marti has never met you. Never. I would yeah. like to meet him. Yeah, actually. well, maybe we'll meet up with John Marti and Nico Martinez. Okay, that would be nice for yeah, a meal yeah. in yeah, LA yeah. somewhere. Yeah, 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 exactly. So okay. uh, we'll do that. But uh, other than that, um, all right. So, guys, uh, I guess we'll see you. Let me see what the actual date is. Uh, let me look here. That would be Monday, January 7th. So, Monday, January 7th, we'll return here uh live on mixer.com slash drag race recap but you know what i'm gonna say this no promises here never no promises maybe there'll be a surprise here and there uh, uh on monday maybe there'll be a monday where like taylor the latte boy or somebody else does it with me okay well it was there. nice catching up with you this week and i'll talk to you soon uh and the rest of you all here yeah go to hell mike Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 